Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Die Hard Minute, where every day, Monday through Friday, Movies by Minute hosts talk about one minute of the greatest Die Hard movie, Die Hard. The 1988 John McTiernan directed movie, Die Hard. Die Hard. I'm Jonathan Carlyle of previously the Princess Bride Minute and futuristically the UHF 62nd. I am David Johnson, and I'm I'm going to go ahead and declare that I am David Johnson of Die Hard Minute, now that this is my Whoa. fourth minute on Die Hard. And Steve is no longer with us. Unfortunately. But we are moving on, and so is the minute. So we are in minute 124, where we start off, well, we start off in the same place that we left off. And that minute ends with uh, John and Holly kind of getting into the mix of all the people. Mm-hmm. And so... Here we are at 124, and David, you still haven't seen the whole movie. You've only seen these minutes. so I, I've seen four minutes of the movie now. Yeah, so we get like a lot of long shots in this minute. Let's see. We do see some characters that you haven't seen before. Um, we did see some of the cops last minute, but in this one, we kind of get a hint of like some news teams coming in. But these are not, uh, we do, yeah, we see news teams and rescue workers, but they're not, uh, we don't recognize this news team, do we? Um, we, we do, but you don't. Oh, you do. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, because in, even in this minute though, even though they enter the, the one guy that we really recognize, his back is to the camera. Like, so we, this minute doesn't really highlight him. Um, I don't know. (laughs) I guess, I I guess we'll have to find out if next minute, if they, we even get to see him then. But yeah, the news team is, is a whole nother aspect to this movie. This jerky news guy trying to get all the stories and jerking everybody around. Wow, I didn't realize there were so many uh, um, different threads going on. It's very... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, so let's see. We start up with uh, John and Holly. So I, I, I assume that John has, has pulled Holly back in or she crawled back in and they're kissing up. Oh, so you realize that they have a relationship. What do you think their relationship actually is? <laughs> well, I would, I would hope that it's... Um, some kind of a, a relationship, like a, a husband, wife, or boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, anything other than that is is going to cast quite a bit of a, a pall right. on things. Like no Luke and Leia brother sister thing. <laughs> I hope not. So they they are married, or or well they they were married, and they technically I think are still married, but they're separated. She moved to L.A. He is a New York cop. He's coming out for Christmas, and then all this stuff happens. So it's kind of a reunion for them, you know, not just because they're getting back together, but because they're getting back together. <laughs> so that uh, actually does back in uh, minute one twenty one when she first sees him come down the hallway. Her um, facial expression was weird for me to interpret. There was a lot going on. She seemed kind of uh, let down or dismayed, but that could have been. I I chalked that up at the time to. Um, yeah, the condition that he was in with uh, his uh, wounds and the amount of baby oil uh, that he had <laughs> on his chest. Um, but so that could possibly be that she was hoping for somebody else to, to save her. So they're they're getting back together. How's it been going in this movie? Does it? Do you think they're going to make it? Well, they don't. I don't. I think when you see them, re, uh, you know, see each other again, I think that might be the first time they actually see each other from since the beginning of the movie. Okay. Because she's in the group of hostages and John isn't. You know, and just paying attention to events that are happening, she starts to get the clue that John must be in the building doing something because he's not with them and things are happening. Well, I think actually she wanted him to be out there and he didn't want to move out with her. He Hmm. didn't want to leave New York. But they're back together for now at the end of this movie. 
Well, he definitely is sticking close with her as the minute um, kind of unfolds towards the end of the minute. He's helping her out of the the building, and he's you know he's you know he's got his arm around her. Mm-hmm. And at, at the very end, uh, to skip all the way to the very end of the minute, uh, the right where the minute stops, there's a really nice lens flare uh, actually that comes behind them. Very very J.J. Abrams esque. Uh, um, this this guy John McTiernan must have taken some notes from. <laughs> <laughs> He went into the future. Yeah, I, I do. I do think that's funny. How? How? Uh, I mean, I mean, I realize why people say it, but it's funny that uh, it makes it sound like J.J. Abrams like invented Came up lens with, flares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So okay. So besides John and Holly, so yeah, we get to see kind of everybody else now. We're scrolling down. It's a pretty interesting mess. So we see that we've got some exploded bits at the top, and it scrolls down the whole way, all the way down to the parking lot, just to show us that they can merge effects, and it's kind of give us the all-in-one and uh, this parking lot is crazy we got all that paper coming down there is a lot of paper a lot of paper like that's a lot of paper like i i don't you look at it you think that's a lot of paper but i've heard different statistics which i forgot to look up and write down for for this thing that would have been helpful for but you know when uh like the new year's happens and like new york city they let all that uh confetti all that confetti go and it just covers everybody, and like that's a lot of paper. That's a lot of stuff to cover that much airspace. Yeah. So, that, yeah. How many trees? How many trees? If we're if we're quantifying it in trees, how many trees would you say are floating in the air right now? Uh, what kind of tree? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, like a jack pine, let's say. Do they make paper out of jack pine? Probably not. We'll go with jack pine anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's. I, I, 35 was the first number that popped in my head. 35 trees of paper. Yeah, I'd say that's about right. Good. Well, well we're in agreement, so it must be right. <laughs> we're declaring it so. 35 jackpines. So that, they have to put that in, in the, the end credits then? That no animals but 35 jackpines were harmed. <laughs> we're definitely destroyed in the making of this film. Yeah. <laughs> now, I like that it's it all seems to be white and green. Yeah, it's like a MSU just won. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some some sports ball event. Uh, I was actually going to make a top five reasons for all this paper uh, floating down, and uh, that was number five in my top five list. Was MSU just won something? So, uh, if everybody else wants to submit their um, suggestions for a top five list of paper falling, you can submit your suggestions to Die Hard Minute at uh, Yippie Kaye Street, Christmas Town, USA. So, but the color is white and green. So. I'm trying to think of why. Like, is green paper useful in an office situation? I seem to remember, you know, in the '80s, like that—that that was like the choice of paper that you could have was white or green. Like, remember the dot matrix printers, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously none of this is dot matrix printer paper, but it was like white and green striped always, and it was that shade of green, that kind of pale green, seafoam green. Yeah, so maybe that was back before they knew what going green was. So they're just like, yeah, we got green paper. No, no, no. <laughs> We'll fix this. We gotta work on this. But so you're saying you, uh, Steve, I think was saying in the earlier minute that they, these are all supposed to be bear bonds. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know if these are these. I mean, okay, they're, they're clearly they're, blank. These are clearly blank. Yep. Um, there are times in the movie when they should be bear bonds, and whether whether they should be bear bonds and they're blank, or whether it's just supposed to be paper and they're blank, I don't really know. Um, but there are certainly times when it's supposed to be money raining down. So yeah, but but even then. Even then, if the bear bonds weren't a thing 
And this was just like, well, it's just office paper. Like, this is just a lot of paper. It's a weird choice. Yeah, and it's a lot of, like, purpose. Like, you can see when they're coming out of the building, there's close-up shots, and it's just like an 8.5 by 11 blank sheet of white paper. And I guess if you wanted to get really meta about it, you talked to last minute about uh, how uh, it was his daughter uh, that was a hostage, and she actually did fall out the window and die. Yes. So this could be like the filmmaker saying, you know what, we're not following this book. It is unwritten. We are making our own story, <laughs> blank paper. <laughs> so so these are like the pages of the book? Yeah, This these blank pages are like a direct middle finger at the, the writer of the book. <laughs> Sorry, writer. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, we're, you know, we're not even going to bother to look up his name and, and say who he is. Yeah, I already did, and it's in my notes, but it's in my notes for last minute, and I'm not going back to last minute. <laughs> Oh, great. So, yeah, lots of – we don't need to keep talking about it. But when John and Holly first exit the building, it's like someone is just standing above them, like two people with each with a green ream and one with a white ream of paper, and they're just dumping the whole ream on them. Yeah, and I think it's okay to keep talking about it because um, <laughs> proportionately, the amount of paper on screen in this minute, you know, we're talking about it an appropriate amount, I think. <laughs> That's that's true. Screen time wise, we are talking about what's there. The paper has more screen time than than Brucey in this minute. It does. Now going back to that shot of the whole tower, from all the way from the top to the bottom. You know, uh, last minute when Steve was talking about the sparklies and stuff. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, you start at the top of the building, and you can see some like close up paper, but you see a lot of those sparkles, and it does look like glass or something. But then when it gets to the bottom. You see, like, oh, my goodness, it is paper. Like, all that sparkle stuff is paper. Yeah, so the minute before, we were kind of seeing it in a forced perspective, but now with this long uh, tilting shot down, uh, you know, glass obviously doesn't float and flutter, so it's got to be all paper. Also, at the bottom of that uh, tilt, when it starts to pan over, I guess, dolly over, there's a this obviously is a Christmas movie because there's like a Charlie Brown Christmas tree right in the foreground. That's very kind of sad looking. Yeah, they, they definitely had a lot of fun with this movie, and they stick Christmas in every which way they can. Mm-hmm. Um, this news van that pulls up, you don't recognize the characters, and that's fine, but have you ever seen a news van that has like their logo on the front of it like an ambulance? Like it's backwards even? That doesn't seem... I see that it is on there. Um, I guess I haven't spent a lot of time studying news vans, but that seems weird to me. Was this the 80s, like, you know, the heyday of crazy ambulance chasing journalism or something, where they're just going to run cars down on the road and, like, get out of my way? Well, maybe it doubles as an ambulance. You know, they run somebody down, film it, and then take them to the hospital. (laughs) It's very Nightcrawler. Where'd you find them? Uh, In front of my van. I guess that makes sense. Perfect sense. But there's a lot going on. I did not really study this parking lot, but there's a lot going on. It's kind of impressive from a production standpoint. Oh, yeah. It's a nice shot. The the long, uh, the tilt down that goes into the dolly move to the left, it's a really nice shot. There is a lot going on. There's, I mean, there's everything. There's ambulances, fire there's trucks. There's fires. There's smoke. Cops. There's smoke on the top of the building. smoke coming up from the uh, parking lot. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, let's see. If you, do you have the minute in front of you right now? Oh, yeah. If you go to second 29, if you look just off to the right of center, there's a big Hulk right there, and that Hulk is flaming and smoking. I believe that that is the helicopter. Oh, okay. Yeah, when the Charlie Brown Christmas tree clears screen, yeah, behind that. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. Um, one thing about this shot that I thought was kind of interesting is we. I know there's a lot of emergency workers, but there's a crowd of people that's kind of like running towards the building. 
some of them have their arms around each other that looks like what you would expect uh, like hostages or something like that to look like, except that they're walking towards the building. And that seemed kind of weird. Hmm. Unless, unless they all know that John and Holly are about to emerge and they're like, let's go see them. Well, I would um, postulate that they are um, potential bereaved of hostages, you know, like uh, uh, immediate family members of people that, you know, they're uh, looking to see, you know, if their significant other or whatnot um, made it out or not. Oh, so, so actual you. actual people that care about other people. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious if there was a name of this uh, establishment, like the building, the um, like the trade company or whatnot that they were heisting the bear bonds from. Uh, yes, it's the, the Yaka, Yaka... Oh, no, I'm not the person to have for this part. <laughs> Is it a Japanese firm? Y- Yakatomi Plaza? Yakatomi Tower. I, f- I keep saying plaza. It's something like that. Hmm. Which is not the same as the Japanese guy who was in charge that died. His name was uh, Joe. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, the, the building in the movie, the building is is famous in the way that it's kind of its own character. So it does have a name. Everyone who has watched this movie a million times knows the name. Well, I apologize to the listeners at home for uh, showing my... Uh... Yeah, but we told you not to watch the movie. I'm the one that's actually watched oh, it, and I can't true. even pronounce it. <laughs> um, let's see. So we go to my... I haven't even really looked at my notes. Let's see. My notes say paper. So I think we covered that. Yeah. Garbage, helicopter, paper. Oh, I have a note. Um, he uh, So Bruce... Brucey has been um, bare-chested in the extreme uh, in the previous three minutes and is at the beginning of this minute, too. But then uh, towards the end of the minute, the final few seconds of the minute, when they emerge from the the building slash plaza, um, he has a coat. He's He's got a coat kind of slung over his shoulders. Yeah, I think that kind of looks like maybe one of the emergency workers gave it to him because it looks like they kind of have some stripes on there, uh, you know, like the firefighters might have given it to him oh is it a firefighter coat it, it kind of looks like it from the we don't oh, really get yeah. to see yeah you're right but the weird thing is like holly also has, has some a kind of coat. A coat yeah it's, and it's you know i don't know if that's her coat or someone else gave her her coat i don't know but we do have some 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 time craziness in this uh not craziness but we see them at the beginning of the minute and they're up on the 30th floor we see them at the end of the minute and they're down on the ground floor yeah are we thinking that the elevators are working still uh, i'm not thinking that because they the the bad guys i think they disabled all of the elevators except for the ones they wanted to use and i think john has has uh, blown those up so i'm pretty sure that all they can do is use the stairs so they had to they had to walk all the way down well, at least they're going down and not up yeah just like this podcast <laughs> That's actually all my notes. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of. Ex- I'm actually excited, even though like next minute is seems even more sparse. Next minute, I'm excited because we actually have like some character relationship stuff going on. This minute, we don't really have any of that. It's just uh, everyone take a step back, take a breather, take it in. Yeah, I, I suppose that that long shot is uh, it gives everybody a chance to mourn um, the voice of Marvin. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, let's. Uh, I don't have any other notes for this minute either. I guess let's move on. Much like John McClane's gun, I'm empty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Exit dieHardMinute.com. Twitter is DieHardMinute. Facebook, DieHard with a podcast listener's limo. That is a group where people can talk to each other and everybody else in your Facebook feed doesn't have to know it. So you can get as nerdy as you want. 
Yeah, please please go there and somebody tell us what percentage of time that, that Brucey has not worn shoes versus worn shoes in this movie. I am curious to know that. Yes. And if you want to go to moviesbyminutes.com, you have a favorite movie, it's probably on there. If it's not, it will be soon. Join us tomorrow for Minute 125. Uh, for Steve Lasto, I'm David Johnson. Yippee-ki-yay. Bye. Tell me you got that. I got it. I got it. Eat your heart out, Channel 5.